Hallelujah. This morning I want to talk to us about wisdom's house. Wisdom's house. The scripture says this in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 22. It says, the Lord brought me forth at the first of his works before the deeds of old. Verse 319 says, by wisdom the Lord laid the earth's foundations. The impact and the importance of wisdom. And all of the operations of God and of life. And so in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 1, and I've preached about wisdom before. I've got, I think this is my third message, but this one is totally different than what I've preached on before is God just dropped something in my heart. Wisdom has built her house. You're familiar with the scripture. She has a house. It is not a tent. It has a permanency to it. It's not designed to be so much moved around as it is to be stationary. It is built and in order for that house to be built, she has hewn out. She's hewn. It is not a, you know, you do not go to the local lumberyard and whether it's styrofoam or plastic and buy pillars that look like pillars but yet won't hold their own weight. It is the stone, it is a, it is a, or, or wood, something, you know, rough, so to speak. But she is hewing them out because it's for a long time. She's built a house. This morning I was studying, and you probably did too, whether you did the TV or picked up the laptop or the phone and you tapped into the information highway. And I do it just because I want to find out some of the latest news, just in case so if you ask me a question, you know what I mean? I don't have to look dumb. We live on an information highway. Touch of a button. We can find out about almost anything in about anything. Knowledge just is at our fingertips. All valuable and important and within the 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 grips of wisdom it's it's not wisdom 
You know what I mean? It's not outside of wisdom. It's, it's part of the format of wisdom, but it's not necessarily wisdom. Information is not knowledge. Not necessarily knowledge. Let me put it that way. And knowledge is not necessarily wisdom. Knowledge provides a roadmap. Wisdom is using the roadmap for the right reasons. True knowledge happens when that information meets experience and values in a contextual understanding. It's objectives. Knowledge can help you make a living. Wisdom helps you make a life. It helps you make a life. So we're not talking about one or the other. We're talking about wisdom's house. And if it was important for God to go ahead and say that wisdom must be there from the beginning, then I think that it's only good consideration. It might be necessary. It's not one's IQ or ability to pack away facts or deliver the eloquence, but it's a life patterned after truth and a life that is under control. I just love nuggets like that. If you don't, just let me say them for me, okay? True definition of wisdom is the capacity to see things from God's viewpoint and respond according to the principles of Scripture. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out seven pillars. A process, an application. The foundation of wisdom, before we get to wisdom, according to scriptures, is found in passages of scripture from Psalms 111 and 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Irreverent trust in the God of creation and redemption. And I want to, you know, carefully tell you here that somehow we have went ahead and, you know, made it to believe that all fear is torment. It isn't. There's the fear of respect and awe and a realization, you know what I mean, of one's helplessness and also your insuperiority. God is not man that he should lie. We are not supposed to, you know, approach God like somehow he is a man. He became a man. But he is still 
God. And so the, the fear of the Lord is important in your life because it, it will bring some checks and balances. It's a wholesome sense of displeasing. Not because of the punishment you would receive, but because of the awesomeness and almighty power of the almighty God. I loved my dad at the same time I also feared my dad. Yep. But I, I didn't walk around in torment. I walked around with respect and awe, appreciation. And so even begin to get the house of wisdom being built in our lives, we have to recover the fear of the Lord. Because it's the beginning of wisdom. It helps us to take God seriously. Take his laws seriously. Our God is an awesome God. An awesome God. So we have a foundation here of the fear of the Lord. And now wisdom says, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to build a house upon it. I want to talk to you this morning, beginning with the seven pillars of wisdom. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out seven pillars. And there is a central column A, a column that carries more weight than anything else of these seven columns. And that's found in James chapter 3, verse 17. Wisdom that is from above is first of all pure. Wisdom has hewn out seven pillars. Seven pillars. It's called purity. Purity. Purity means guiltless, blameless, clear of falsehoods, innocent. It includes moral purity, but it's not exclusive to moral purity. It's being innocent in one's attitude. It involves more than what you do in one area of your life. It has to do with what you choose in 
every area of your life. Purity. How do we build a house and get these pillars in it? It's purity. First of all, here, you can't have wisdom without a purity of motivation, an innocence of attitude. The God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He wasn't doing it for himself. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, you can love and it can be a selfish love. You can give and it can be a selfish giving. All falls into great categories, but wrong. It's impure. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Hallelujah. I'm not, I'm not going to get into don't do this and don't do that and you know, do this and, and do that. I just want to, do we want wisdom in the house? It's the central column. What do we say with the, I don't know if we have any little ones. Yeah, we do, a little one right back there. They're so pure and innocent. She has hewn out these pillars. Purity, you know what I mean? It's not something, you know, that's fashioned. Just in one seminar. It's something. You know what I mean? It has to be cut in. It's got to be cut in. It's using what you know for the right things in the right spirit. When I get ready to preach, I said, God, I know I got a good word here. I know it's your word, but would you do something? I need my spirit right for this right word. It can be a great truth and a heavy truth. And I say, Lord, I just don't think that using it as a hammer is the right tool to use. I think we need a little more skill in this application because depending on who and what the individual is, you never know what the material is and to so much of a blunt force can all of a sudden break and that makes the job much more difficult. 
We know that offenses come, that we know that happens. It's just what life is. But he says, you really want to go about and make sure that, you know, if at all possible, if there's an inkling of it, you know what I mean? Because offended brother is harder to win than a whole city. Yeah. The phrase, I don't care what you think, that's not going to go a long ways. It's not the changing of truth, it's the handling of truth. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. We've got to get people to know it before freedom can come. And just the, the principle of truth can be just in the knowledge of truth, but it hasn't yet developed to where it's the wisdom of truth. Because the wisdom of knowledge in the application in the life of the individual, you know what I mean? All of a sudden has a proper association for its environment. Purity is associated with understanding, patience, and kindness. So, so where are we at in purity? It's associated with understanding, patience, and kindness. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 6. By purity, by knowledge, that is understanding, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love. Hallelujah. How do I know if I'm, how can I get this thing to work? I have to have understanding. I gotta be patient. Some of the areas it says that this thing, you know, needs to be operative and, and, and we engage ourselves in it is, is found in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 12. He says, purity in spirit, speech. Purity in life is general life that is in general life. Purity in faith. choices we make so that when we make them it's to the best of our ability to be in the interest in the agenda of everyone Jesus said I've got a lot of things to tell you but you can't handle it right now so we're going to hold up Yeah. Yeah. A lot of things to tell you, but we've got to hold up on it right now. That's why it's important, young people. Your your speech, your life, your faith, your conduct. Get that pillar in your life. Start. Working on that house of wisdom. And so we have this central column of wisdom, which is purity. Six outside pillars. One of the outside pillars is peaceableness. It says, 
Wisdom that's from above is first of all pure and then it's peaceable. The highest and best outcome for all the parties. Yes, it's true that everyone has temporary losses and human discomforts, but wisdom will try to help it so that everybody wins in the end. That's what wisdom's house does. Peacefulness is free from war. An old preacher was talking to the young, young guys as they're preparing. He says, well, you know, what's the one advice that you, what did you give us? He said, the first thing I would tell you is get that war out of your spirit. Get that war out of your spirit. Get a peaceful listen your spirit. I'm not here to, and I'm not saying that, to, I'm not here this morning to you, but I'm saying in connection with that, we need to say we're not here to prove our point. We're here to make a life difference. Free from private feuds and quarrels and agitations. Man, we, we really got to get some mind control. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about mind control is, it, is, is what the world, uh, you know, the way that they lean it, but there's still mind control. Being, bring every wandering thought in the captivity of the obedience of Christ. It's amazing the old enemy would like to go ahead and, you know, press in how somebody's thinking about you or what somebody meant when they said that. You just gotta, you wanna get your spirit so it's not agitated. You need to get the pillar for the house of wisdom. Harmony. Another pillar. Is the pillar of gentleness. Wisdom's house has purity, peacefulness. It has gentleness. It's not weak. It is strength under control. The word gentleness. Strength under control. It may feel like blowing its top, but it doesn't blow its top. It's the quality of being considerate or kind, amiable and tender. It's recognizing the world of the people that are around us. And some of them are fragile and some of them are broken and some of them are blind. It's not being bitter, being bitter of malice. It's not self-seeking. It's not self-promoting. It says of Jesus, King of kings, he came in gentleness and lowliness of heart. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9 says this, your king is coming to you. He is just having salvation, 
lowly and riding upon a donkey, a coal, a foal of a donkey. He was a king. But he didn't come riding in like a king. That gentle disposition doesn't mean that you're not energetic. It doesn't mean that you're not passionate. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're just, whoa. James chapter 3, verse 13 says this, Who is a wise man and a dude with knowledge? Let him show out of good conversation his works with meekness and wisdom. I just don't think boasting falls into the category of, of gentleness. Now, if you want to tell the story, look what the Lord has done. But not, look what I've done. Wisdom. Pillar number three, or yes, one, two, three. Pillar number three. The surrounding pillars is, says it's easily being treated or it means it's, thank you, is, uh, yes, <laughs> reasonableness. Reasonableness. The wisdom of Reasonableness. It's being governed or being in accordance with reason or sound thinking. In other words, you're easy to be entreated. If you fly off the handle easily, you need to work on this pillar. If you want to get wisdom's house fully built. Nobody's ever said this to me, but I hope they never do either. But I've heard that people say it, uh, you know, uh, uh, in not to one another. I guess it's just a phrase, but stuff a sock in it. <laughs> Sometimes we need to stuff a sock in it. Gotta listen. Easy to be entreated. Wisdom. It's not the absence of smarts, you know what I mean? But it's the it's the application too. Within the bounds of common sense. It's choosing what is more pleasing in the sight of God. Where are we at here? It is not only reasonable, but it is it's full of mercy and good fruits. It is helpfulness. Wisdom is helpfulness. Verbal expressions with observable, practical works. 
Now, we're not trying to get into salvation here. <laughs> All right? Because people say, oh, that works. We're not trying to get into salvation here. We're trying to get a house built. There's checks and balances, and, 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 and I, I'm not going to ever say that. I I've, I've haven't been guilty of not walking these, but, you know, I thank God that they go ahead and bring a check to me once in a while. They don't always feel good. They don't always feel great. They don't always feel la, 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 la. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a devotion and a compassion toward the unfortunate and the, some people that are miserable. It's, it's a strong sense of being able to see needs met. It's mercy toward your fellow man. It's a life that's active, serving on behalf of others. Humility. It says there in James that it's without partiality. Why is partiality wrong? Because it usurps God's sovereignty. And it puts you and I as the judge and not him as the judge. Humility does not show favoritism based on equal claims. It's important for that because, you know, everything isn't the same in every situation, but without partiality. Without partiality. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out seven pillars. Wisdom is first of all, and so it is, and last but not least, is sincerity. No pretense, no hypocrisy, no deceit, truthful. It's not waxed up. What do you mean, pastor, not waxed up? I don't know that they do it today, but they used to, for gravestones or whatever kind of monuments they would make when they would cut the stones, you know, and then, of course, to, to smooth them and make them perfect, it, it took a lot of work to get all the imperfections out, grinding in time, etc. you know? And so those that would cut corners would go ahead and, you know, do it to a degree, smooth most of the rough spots off, but then they would go ahead and where the rough spots uh, still existed, they would fill it with wax. They'd fill it with wax and smooth the wax over and they could polish the wax up and so when they looked at that, that pillar, 
to look at it, you would not be able to tell whether or not, you know, it had been done properly until the sun came out, until the heat came, you know, until real life showed up. And all of a sudden, you know, the wax began to happen and become apparent. <coughs> Building a house. God says, when, I, when he started to build a squirrel, he said, I'm going to go ahead and uh, start with a First things first, and that's wisdom. Because I want to finish this message up, and I've asked my musicians to come. The Bible says that in wisdom's house, there are those that lodge there with her. They lodge there with her. It's not an empty house. It says she has filled her house with all kinds of precious things. All right? In Proverbs chapter 8, verse 12 through 14. I, wisdom, dwell with who's in my house. There's a number, is that, is that all of them, Andy? Is that 12 through 14 or no? That's 12. Oh, there we go. All right. Prudence. Wisdom has a house guest. It's called prudence. Prudence is, is the ability to see ahead. It's the ability to judge between virtues and viciousness. It is the ability to act courageous or what looks like courageous, reckless. Reckless is not prudence. Courageous is prudence. Let me tell you, give you a story. There was a pilot, obviously, if they were in an airplane, a genius, a family man, and a Boy Scout are flying over the ocean, they have engine problem. There's only three parachutes. So the family man says, you know, I should get one of these because I have a wife and three small children. The reason, they said, okay. So he grabs the parachute, jumps out. The genius said, I, I should have one because I'm the smartest man in the world and everyone needs me. So he took a pack and he jumped. The pilot is a noble man and he says, you know, he says, I've lived some time and I know Jesus as my Savior. So he told the Boy Scout, he says, you go ahead and take the last parachute and I'll go down with the plane. The Boy Scout turned to the pilot and says, why don't you just relax, man? See, the smartest man in the world just, just picked up my backpack and jumped out. 
prudence. <laughs> prudence doesn't just jump in with answers minus any thought toward its application and consequences. It might be truth, but is it truth for the moment? I can't, I can't tell you how that all fits in, but wisdom says that if you start building this house, knowledge and discretion, these are guests. These are the people that lodge in wisdom's house. Discretion will save you. And the house of wisdom is not only the foundation that it's built upon, but it's also a guest in the house. The fear of the Lord. Right attitude toward God. Another guest that you need in your house when you're building it, this house of wisdom, is you need counsel. Because that's what it says. Counsel is a lodging, a lodger in the house of wisdom over and over Solomon writes David writes listen to counsel receive instruction that you may be wise in the better end the worst mistake I ever made in my life and I will not tell you what it is it was not a moral failure it was a relational failure. It happened because I had one counselor who didn't have this, counselors who didn't have these pillars that I talked about. And I had no counselor who had them that would go ahead and speak up. And so by virtue of being young and naive and not have a built yet a house of wisdom, I made a decision. A decision I recovered from, but at the same time, Probably the most regretted decision that I ever made in my, my life. Recovery is possible. But there it is. Counsel. Right. Kind of counsel. Listen to your father. Listen to your mother. Listen to the wise man. Just don't run alone why because God wants your house to last for a real long time he wants your house to last for a long time it's not about a tent that he's trying to you know just to get you to get you through life in no sound wisdom and practical ways and understanding and we got to close and strength it says it's 
Wisdom strengthens the wise man more than 10 rulers of a city as you stand with me today. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'll be honest with you, as God dropped in my heart, I said, oh God. (laughs) Then I said, help. (laughs) And then I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. She's built her house. And she's shown us what they are. I'd be nice if you could just carry a handbook with you. In every situation you come up against, you can just go back through. You can't, but God says, I'll tell you what, I'll go ahead and I'll give you a handbook. I'll put the Holy Spirit in you. And if you if you paid attention to him, you might not know why he's checking you, but you know what I mean? After done you, you'll probably find out why he's checking you. But if he, if you never do know why he's checking you, at least, you know, you will be protected. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. He's going to give you a helper, and He's going to give you a comfort. He's going to He's going to give you give you a guide. Father, as we go today, and Lord, we we go into the realities of life. We're thankful that the Holy Spirit is has been left to help us through it all. God, we want to build. We want wisdom in our houses. God, we want the house that she builds. And so we just thank you this morning and pray that our lives will will reflect it and that we'll recognize that we need it and that you've made it and you've created it for us. I just love and ask you to love and bless these people. God, and uh, as we look forward and move forward, we for, pray for those that whose lives you're going to touch through each individual. God, as, as they touch lives, and then we as a church body, as we touch lives. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name, amen.